Welcome, welcome, everybody. This is Kenny Heflin, and you are tuning in to Nude Radio. Yay! I don't know what I'm aiming for, but <laughs> how's everybody doing? Y'all, so I have been wanting to do an episode about this for so long. I wanted to talk about this particular topic, I mean, like, all the way back in the season before season one. I mean, because what y'all don't know is I actually have, like, some hidden files, I want to say. And there's a few episodes that never aired uh, that might see a light of day, depending. We'll see. But this is a topic that has been on my mind for a long time. There uh, is the hopeful romantic in me that just loves it so much. And uh, I love the theories around it and whatnot. It's just the belief systems of uh, this particular topic. But I wonder if some of these are going to sound familiar to any of you listening. And if uh, you might learn some new things after today's episode. So tune in. So, have y'all ever heard about, you know, soulmates, your one true love, or what about twin flames, or let's see, soul ties and all those things, right? You ever heard about those? Have you ever like really knew exactly what they mean and like the origin of them, you know, what what is the actual use of like these different names for this person who is having to do with our soul, you know, our is deeper than our, our physical being. This is our soul, y'all. Like, I mean, this is getting deep. Anywho, I wanted to go over some because uh I think that, you know, as Americans at least, I'll say that just speaking for the Americans but it's romanticized about, you know, soulmates and true love. And I didn't really know about Twin Flames until I moved out to California. I had never really heard about it. Didn't really know too much about it. You know, I had no clue, but I learned because I mean, it's California. Like so many people are spiritually awakened over here and stuff. And uh, the proximity to what they call the spiritual veil is very thin and the people are in the know. So <laughs> I wanted to see uh, if uh, any of these ring a bell for you. And um, of course, we learn new things over here at Nude Radio. So I definitely wanted to teach you guys some new things and uh, let you in on some amazing amazing uh soul ties and and soul partners and soul mates and all that stuff or whatever so get ready because we're about to dive in and uh let you know so i would probably say what would be my number one my number one would be um soul partners so if you don't know what soul partner is basically a soul partner, um, basically, they are a certain soul that you just happen to agree on um, 
you know, you kind of agree to uh, with your partner and it's only in this lifetime, you know, it's going to be most likely like your most common type of soulmate, for example, a soul partner, you know. So, again, soul partners are, again, they're going to be somebody that you actually share a certain soul with and it's uh, within you and that partner It's happening to be like within this one lifetime, at least, and they are going to be the most common type of soulmates. So soul partners. Another one is uh, what was another one that I have learned about is. Uh, you like your past life soulmates. So with soul partners, you do have people who are your soulmate within this current lifetime. But what about the ones that happen to be from your past life? If you're into reincarnation like I am, I'm a believer in most things. Like I'm just very open-minded, but soul uh, mates from your past are just that, you know? Um, they're going to be the one that, uh, you have that connection to, you know, they're the one that you're manifesting as, uh, your romantic partner, your lover, you know, anything that you can think of, right. That usually happens to be on a more intimate uh, level that again, here in America, we happen to romanticize our soulmates. And from my teachings, most times those soulmates aren't supposed to be romanticized, just saying. But one of the other ones that uh, I think that I've heard, I would say I start hearing about this particular, um, this particular one, like, I want to say, uh, I want to say about like six years ago. And this was like something I heard from a guy that I used to date and I remember he did not want to have sex, like penetrative sex, at least, because he felt that there was an exchange of sexual energy and, uh, you know, some type of attachment uh, when you engage in sexual activity that happens to be penetrative. And uh, he only wanted to do that with people he was in a relationship with. And that particular thing happened to be soul ties. So have you ever heard of soul tie before? I'm pretty sure you have. I know. I have. Like I said, I, I heard of soul ties like about six years ago. But basically with a soul tie, um, for the most part, you know, when you feel a soul tie, it's like you are or become attached to another person's soul. You know, and that is going to be with you for potentially your whole life. So when you're having sex, right, it's theorized that when you're having sex with people, you know, and you're exchanging energies because there's a belief that sex has an energy of its own. And some may say that sexual energy is the most powerful energy in the universe. So think about that. But basically what happens is when you're 
dealing with people sexually, you exchange that energy uh, and it's mutual. You both exchange those energies and you pick up on that particular person's struggles, their traumas. You know, uh, in most times, people always talk about the negative, but we don't always talk about the positive, too, because that person can be a pretty swell person. Just saying, for example, possibly, maybe. But uh, you just never know. You know, we always hear about the negative uh, things that we get from soul ties and from different people like, you know, depression, anxiety, stress, you know, failures. I mean, the list can go on, but pretty much, you know, I think I want to have like a really spiritual episode so I can like really get down into it because then we could talk about like what it takes to detach yourself from said soul ties because again you're picking up on that person's soul tie and that person's uh soul ties that they have with other people and guess what we just happen to become our own little micro villages of struggle stress and pain <laughs> when people talk about the negative parts of being soul tied but don't worry there's ways around it there's ways to get you know out of it you know just saying just keep that in mind. Don't be afraid. <laughs> Do not be afraid, y'all. Another one, if you believe in karma, like I believe in karma, then you have karmic soul ties or soulmates as well. So usually like your karmic soulmates are going to be um, the ones that really just shake your your whole existence up. I mean, they get down to the nitty gritty of things and they expose everything that you didn't want to have exposed. All the secrets that you may have had, right? That you've been, you know, keeping under wraps. Those karmic soulmates, they come in, they shake you on up. Think about, think about it like this. It's literally like releasing a bull into a china shop. Everything that you knew and believed, everything that you knew and loved, all the secrets that you tried to keep away, right? Hey, that karmic soulmate is literally going to come over and uh, bring some type of wrecking ball into your shit. Just like really get you good. And that goes for not just the bad but also the good like don't don't get it twisted it's always going to be balanced because for for so many uh different ways you can have good karma and say you did something well with your past ex or something like that you taught them some great things the universe can be healing you by releasing good karma and a good karmic soulmate into your life and guess what? We just happen to grow from those in so many amazing ways. And they're so significant. We don't always think about it. We don't take the time to really like look into like what that could actually mean for us. Because most times with karmic relationships, you know, they may come into our lives as a change, you know, and they may come into our lives as somebody who is able to just help us navigate through positive and negative or just the neutral balance interactions of life, you know, that we're living. It goes so deep. It goes so deep, y'all. Just think about that. 
a karmic soulmate. Also, this is something that may uh, tie into like something that you guys probably love. I know the inner romantic that I am. You know I love a rom-com. <laughs> you know I love romance. And that's going to be your romantic soulmates. So, like I was saying earlier, so many times we always we romanticize soulmates being our romantic lover, you know, our partner in crime, the, the our future person that we're going to marry, right? But a lot of times soulmates aren't just romantic. Don't get tied into the fact that, oh, you may be attracted to this person and what y'all have amazing things in common, all this stuff. They just happen to get you so well and you feel like you've met them before and all that cute shit, right? That's great. But don't forget that soulmates come in different types of walks of metaphysical lives. Just saying. So this is the one that you guys would like to know. The romantic soulmates. So those are going to be the people that you happen to be the happiest. You know, they you happen to be in the most healthiest of moods. And, you know, this is the, the healthiest of relationships that you've ever had. Right. This is going to be, uh, again, romance, pure, unadulterated romance. And these happen to dig deep. You know, these are like when your two souls happen to just attach to each other and stuff and they happen to engage in a romantic relationship. (sighs) And it's beautiful. Those are things that some of the most beautiful love poems are written about. Those are the relationships that we covet, you know, from TV or from movies and stuff, you know, those are the great love stories that we hear about the legendary lovers of our modern human existence. Those are things that we want. Honestly and truly, that's the type of love that we want, right? We all want romance. So, like I say, keep an eye out on the differences of what it means to have soulmates and you have to know how to kind of compartmentalize what a soulmate is and the different types of soulmates and how they come into your life you know how do they tie to your soul because remember you have your body you have your mind you have your spirit and lastly you have your soul so Think about that. Feed it, but also educate yourself as much as possible because there's so many different things that you have to learn, darling. So something that I learned back in 2015, I had never really heard about it before, was very curious about it. I talked about this particular person, at least, and I still do truly believe that my second love, I believe that he is still and will always be my twin flame, 
Have you heard about a twin flame before? Like I said, I hadn't heard about it until like 2015. Went to a psychic. And so then trusted psychic, you know, she's amazing. Never forget her. She moved, unfortunately. But she told me that, you know, I was in a space and time where I was actually dealing with my twin flame. And I was like, who? Who is it? What do you mean? So, the twin flame. So, according to the theory of what a twin flame is, twin flames are people that you can love. They are people that you can challenge. They are people that you can teach and also heal in the most beautiful way, the most powerful of ways, right? And this is mutual. Remember, don't get so tied into what you're looking for, what you're manifesting in the universe, especially when it comes to love, because it takes two to tango, just saying. We got to also remember that these are things that are going to be bounced back on us. It's a reflection. Our twin flame. Think about that. Your twin flame. Because again, there's so many theories about the twin flame. One of my favorite theories is that basically in whatever ether, whatever metaphysical dimension that we all came from at some certain point where our souls originate, right? At some point, those souls separated. They broke apart. That one particular soul happened to break apart just like twin embryos happen, right? Like actual twins in real life. Just think about that. Multiply into two. And you share that soul with that one particular person. And they come in, they shake your life up in all the best ways, all the worst ways. But guess what? From all the worst ways, it leaves room for opportunity for growth. You know? It leaves that room to learn and to digest new ways of thought and new ways to love, right? It gives you the opportunity to have good karma, to practice good character, and to really manifest exactly the type of love that you desire. So the twin flame is that person that you you meet and you just can't believe how similar. I mean, it is freaky how similar how identical you guys are. It's amazing. It's a beautiful thing to feel like you are being seen for once. I know that is something that shook me up. And for that particular reason, he and I, we accepted it. I remember, and I don't think I ever really talked about it too much on, uh, on here on nude radio, but for some reason, when I become attached to someone romantically, this is something I noticed from my first relationship. 
whenever I become attached to someone romantically, for some particular reason, I get a little, what's the word that I want to say? I get a little psychic. I can legit feel and see things from that particular person. I can't explain it too much. I don't have all the answers. I don't have the answers. But for the people who may have a clue, y'all already know to let me know. Because I love to be not just a teacher, but also a student. Because, I mean, that's the only way to live, right? You know, be the teacher and the student. Because as humans on this particular life that we're living now, every single day that we live is opportunity for us to grow. It's opportunity for us to learn. It's opportunity for us to love, right? And that is something that happened to me way back when. And for that particular reason, because this person, I still do truly believe that he is my twin flame. We shook each other up. You know, we made each other realize some things that we had to change about ourselves, you know, because again, none of us are perfect. I'm not perfect at all. I try to be so much. (laughs) but I'm not and I'll never be perfect none of us are but we also shook each other up in positive ways very positive ways and even though I cut off communication we have zero communication at this point it still is what it is that's not going to change anything just because we happen to stumble upon each other on this lifetime and shake each other up and stuff and we may not have anything to deal with each other as of now who's to say what happens in the future of course who i don't have a crystal ball do you have a crystal ball let me know i don't have a crystal ball so i can't speak too much into the future but we came it was epic we went our separate ways i learned things I'm sure he learned things. I would be curious to know like what he learned and stuff like that. But, you know, who fucking knows? Who knows what life has in store for us? But that was my twin flame. He is my twin flame. I truly believe it. So just think about that. Your twin flame. It's the most intense of soul connections. The most intense. Stronger than any other type of soul, anything, right? Some powerful shit. But you also have, you know, your companion soulmates. These are going to be your friends, your best friends. You know, the people that you happen to meet that, again, you feel so connected to for some odd reason. You feel like you've met them before. You feel like you know them. On the most platonic level, you love them so much, so dearly. You hold them so tight. That's going to be your soulmate friends, or you can call it your companion soulmates, however you want to call it. I like to call them my soulmate friends. I have a few of them. I have a few. And that's why I say, like, not all soulmates are romantic. Get that through your head, y'all. 
because you have another one that people don't think about, but I know I think about, and that's your soul families. And your soul family is going to be very similar to the ones above, like I listed. Those are going to be that eerie, again, that metaphysical magnet of connection that you have with particular family members. And that can be your parents. That can be your grandparents, your cousins, your brothers, your sisters. It could be anyone, your aunt, your uncle, whoever. And for all my people who don't have a particular gender, that can be that particular family member. You just can't shake it. Y'all just got just, you're just so close. You just love them so much. You love everybody else in your family, but you know, you may not want to admit that this particular person is your favorite for whatever reason, but they are. It's okay. (laughs) It's okay to admit to it. You know, uh, usually in uh, these soul families, uh, that shows up in so many different ways because they're your, again, actual family members within this one particular lifestyle, uh, lifetime, actually. So it's, it's amazing. You know, um, sometimes, uh, your family, I mean, we love them. They mean so much to us, right? But it's just something deeper. I know for me, at least I wouldn't be surprised if my, Mother and father are my soul family. I wouldn't be surprised. That would not shock me. I'm sure you guys all know I am literally a mommy's and daddy's boy. I am their little prince and all that stuff or whatever. And I love my parents uh, to pieces and until forever. And the feeling's mutual. We're like really close. Like, I mean, my parents are like my best friends. I don't go deep into like, you know, the crazy details, of course. But I tell my parents everything. They literally know everything. (laughs) But that's what I'm talking about. Like, you just never know. Like, it's a beautiful thing. This is a different type of, of way to look at things. I just want you guys to... Stay open, keep your mind exposed to learn new things, because uh, guess what? There's going to always be new things to learn. Also, have you ever heard of uh, kindred spirits? That's another one like that's been thrown around before. So basically, your kindred spirits, they aren't going to always be your soulmates, right? But they certainly can be. It just depends. Basically, think about it like this. Kindred spirits usually are people who just really understand you in like the most deepest way. They just get you. Again, they see you for who you truly are. Being here in L.A., let me tell you something. Being here in L.A. is so. is so materialistic it can be so fake at times it can be so surface level with certain individuals but there are some people that you just can't help but see them for who they really are despite whatever type of clothing they wear whatever persona they try to you know act as you know whatever facade right 
No amount of makeup, no amount of designer clothes, no amount of social media is going to hide or keep you hidden away from your kindred spirit. Because those kindred spirits, let me tell you, they're going to always see through you. And that can be frightening for some people who feel that they have something to hide. That can be frightening. I can see that. I could I can empathize with that. But again, stay open to be seen. Take that as an opportunity to be grateful that for some reason, some way, you probably needed that. Because You've been carrying around a load, this load, this burden on the back, and it's heavy. You can't shake it. You get your you get to a point where it's like you can't keep up with the lies, you can't keep up with the facade, you can't keep up with the Joneses like you really want to, right? And that load is getting too heavy. You got to drop it. And you happen to run across somebody who actually sees you for who you are. When you're crying in the corner, when you get home, when you're buying likes, when you're at events and all this stuff and the lights are on you and whatnot, you get back to the reality that you're really living. And that's not really the, the life that you're actually putting out there for the public to see. But you happen to meet somebody who just gets you. They understand you. They get your struggle. They're able to help you out. They're able to love you. Genuinely. That's what we need. You finally feel seen. So those are the ones that we want to really hold tight to. Your kindred spirits. You can have multiple. You really can. And with kindred spirits, y'all don't have to lead the same life. Just remember that. They could be some lady from the grocery store or something. I wouldn't, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if Tisha is one of my kindred spirits. I love her. That's that's my girl. That's my big sis for sure. I wouldn't be surprised if she's uh my kindred spirit. That that would not be shocking at all. So what about uh, another one that I found out about before? Uh, this one is your soul contracts. So basically, um, your soul contracts are basically like they're literally a con- it's a contract. It's an agreement that you made on a soul level to do certain things in this one particular lifetime. You know. Think about that again. Your soul contract. Remember, it's a contract. It is an agreement that you made on a soul level to do certain things in this one particular lifetime. It makes you think, right? It makes you think about the things that you've prayed for. The things that you've put out into the universe to manifest, right? Your soul contract 
What are some things that you actually put out there into the universe that you made an agreement with yourself, your soul to do in this one particular lifetime? Because again, we're only speaking for this lifetime because we're living now. Think about that. I would love to hear some of you guys' soul contracts. You don't have to keep it a secret. You can tell me. I would probably have to say that one of my soul contracts was just to always practice a peace of mind and to always be authentic with myself. To always be the philosopher that I am at nature, the optimist that I am. You know, to live a stress-free life as much as possible. To live a prosperous life, that's a, that's a soul contract. Successful happiness, a loving, unconditional love at that. Those are things that we want, at least for me. That's one of many of my soul contracts. So I would love to hear exactly like what your particular soul contract is because it gets interesting. And also, guys, remember, it's a contract. So these contracts can also be renegotiated, too. <laughs> it sounds crazy, but it just so happens like if you're if you're in a, some um, if you're in a problematic situation, right, you can renegotiate your soul contract find it you know it may get challenging it may get a little rocky but go back into yourself pray hard dig deep and actually set your intentions on uh making the best contract in agreement with yourself again this is your soul we're talking about so think about that so i talked about my good sis tisha right my kindred spirit. But she may also be my soul teacher. Have you ever heard of soul teachers before? Basically, your soul teachers, they they act as an healer. They're the mentor. They're the teacher. They are the leader in your life that's always giving you knowledge. They come straight into your life in the most godliest timings, right? Because they're your soulmate teacher. It's a soulmate, but a teacher. Think about that. These could be your actual teachers in school. This can be, you know, your employer who's building you up for your career. This could be, you know, your spiritual leader in whatever religion or faith that you happen to practice. It can be your parents. It can be your grandparents. Your soul teacher. Get that. I wouldn't be surprised if I have a few soul teachers. I learned so much from the elders within my life and from my parents, their wisdom. And like I say, from the people who actually value their opinion and their words of encouragement, their enlightenment. 
my soul teachers. I would love to hear if I'm somebody else's soul teacher. I'm pretty sure I am. So with that description, at least, that particular example, think about that again. A soul teacher. Who are your soul teachers? And now that you know what it is, now that you know it exists, you might find out that you are someone else's soul teacher. And uh, let me tell you, that's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. Because again, you can't just always be the student. You got to be the teacher as well. It's all about balance. So my last one, last but not least, is soul crossings. Soul crossings. So (laughs) it may sound weird. But have you ever heard about like serendipity? You know, it's it's like when someone comes into your life, but the timing and the circumstances are usually not going to be something of long term. And, you know, but it's beautiful, right? You love it. You You love it, you cherish it for the time that it's there, but it's not going to be there for a long time. Usually this happens with, you know, lovers. This happens with friends. This may happen with, uh, you know, people that you may work with. Um, The list can go on. It just happens to be that, you know, everything happens to line up correctly, but It's not for a long time. That person crosses in and out of your life just like that. Think about it. You know, even if somebody doesn't stay in your life for too long, it's the impression that they made on your life. Again, you probably learned some great things. You had a great relationship. It was epic. It was insightful. It was enlightening. It was loving. It was sexy. (laughs) It could have been many things in all of the positive ways. And it just happened to seem that everything lined up. But unfortunately, it didn't last long. And guess what? That's okay. We have to learn to let go a lot because within this life, within this universe, there has to always be balance. They, with life, you have to have death. With every beginning, you have to have an ending. So sometimes... We got to just accept it for what it is and to truly cherish the opportunity that we got to have to experience something that could have taught us new things that could actually further us in to our love life in the best ways possible. Soul crossings. They happen to cross right up. They cross you. 
They're in there, but they're not in there long. Think about that. I I wonder with all of these different soul attachments, I wonder which ones do you most identify with? I'm curious. It has me thinking. I know that for sure. Now, like, I want to actually take a step back into myself and, like, really think about, like, who were my soul crossings now? Who were they? And what exactly did they do? Hmm. It makes you think. But definitely let me know, like, what is it that you guys feel about all of this? You know, when we're getting into your body, mind, spirit, and soul talk, like, what is it that happens to shake inside of your spirit and, uh, or soul for that way? I would like to know. Anywho, y'all know how much I love me some feedback and stuff, and I definitely want to hear what you guys have to say. I want to see exactly if you learned some new things, because I know I did. <sighs> I'm curious, (laughs) but just remember soulmates come in different shapes, different sizes. Remember your soulmate is never just one thing. It's going to always involve a similarity between love, romance, platonic relationships, comfort, intimacy, sexuality, and sexual activity your spirituality, your compatibility, and my favorite thing, trust. So I trust that you all will actually get back to me and let me know exactly what you think, what you learned, and also uh, just some self-reflection because I know I'm going to be reflecting tonight when uh, I take a step back and really just get within myself and think about, you know, were all the people that came into my life and like really just shook it up in the best ways and sometimes the worst ways. But again, with those bad ways, with that negative, always comes a positive. What did you learn from the negative? And even with the positive things, how can you make it even more positive? Questions that we all need answers to. Anywho, this has been great. I'm excited uh, to hear back, but you know, Go ahead. Remember to follow Nude Radio on Twitter, on Instagram, under the same name. That is at Nude Radio 101. And if you want to follow me on my personal page on Instagram, that's going to be at Kenny Heflin. And of course, you'll always get like, you know, the updates and stuff from nude radio and stuff. So follow both pages, follow all three. Like why not keep it going? Subscribe, do the things, you know, the things that you know that I love, right? Keep us, keep me, keep me up. Keep me going. (laughs) I have so much to talk about with you all. And, uh, I look forward to hearing some more, but, uh, thank you so much. Have a good one. And we are out. Bye.